This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right. Hello, hello out there all across the planet. However you're getting this Morning Breath, thank you for tuning in. Good morning if it's morning to you or afternoon or um, thanks for being a part of the show with us. I'm Pastor Brian. I'm sitting in today for Pastor Dan, and I uh, get the honor of doing this uh, program today with Pastor Mark Cook. How are you today? Awesome, brother. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for uh, for doing this with me. Thanks for being here. It's better together than uh, me doing it alone or something. Yeah, absolutely. I love I love doing Morning Breath. It's going to be a good time. We're yeah, in a good book here, Romans. Woo. Romans. You, you kind of you kind of like this book. <laughs> it's a great this, one. This is right up. This is right up Pastor Mark's alley. He like <laughs> he liked this stuff. Um, we also have our studio engineer with us. Nick, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Boom. Thanks for being wow. fantastic. Tone, tone down the enthusiasm, Nick. <laughs> he, all, he all fired up. He excited. Uh-oh. How much coffee have you had? Zero grain. Or, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Ounces. Ounces? Yeah. No ounces? Zero ounces. If it was grams, you'd just be eating it like powder. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> just chewing on grains. Zero, gra- zero grinds. Yeah. You zero grinds that you oh, that's on. actually that is actually accurate. Zero, yeah. So either way, zero grams or ounces. He's not a coffee <laughs> fan, apparently, or at least not today. So anyway, we're going to get into the chapter here in a minute. But first, let's tell him about how to get on board with the show, what this is all about. Mark, can you help us? Yeah, it's a drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. So we read a chapter of the Bible. We come down to the studios in Merritt Island, and we read it on the air, and we talk about what God is breathing on for us. And you can know and join uh, us in the chapter. So we're on Romans chapter 3 today. You can know that by having the Morning Breath Guide. Jump onto the East Coast app or eccc.us. And you can find our podcasts as well as the Morning Breath Guide that'll show you what chapters we're in. Uh, if you can't find that for some reason, you can always call the office at 452-1060, and we'll be glad to, to email or mail you a guide. Now, while you're on our website and on our app, you've got the keys to the East Coast Kingdom, everything, all the events, information, past sermons, Morning Breath episodes, what's coming up is all there. So jump on there, jump on our Facebook page. Um, there's lots of ways to keep in touch with what's going on, and it's it's very fluid, uh, so yeah. you want to be uh, on there and be current. Yeah, in this season of uh, COVID-19 and lockdowns and freeing up lockdowns and uh, all the phases and the stuff that we're in the midst of, it is, uh, it's more important than ever maybe to stay connected to some of the things out there that you want to be connected with, and most of that's happening through websites and uh, social media today, which... Uh, Imagine if it was just a newspaper. Oh, you know sweet what I mean? Lord. Like, yeah. What if we were, I mean, what if this was, you know, like I, I walk past one of my neighbors who gets a newspaper every day. Um, you know, it's, it's sitting out on the driveway. I haven't, had, I haven't got a newspaper in my house. Maybe I don't think I ever subscribed in my marriage or my, you know, my, yeah. my, my family did as a kid. But um, imagine if we were waiting for the news every morning, you know, like yeah. that. And so much is changing so fast. And some of it's fake news and some of it's not and all this stuff out there. But there's if you're going to stay connected, you got to stay connected. So um, do your best out there to stay connected in this season. And uh, at the end of the day, Jesus is the hope of the world. Amen. And so let's let's stand on that rock and um, know that that's more than enough for every good work, the Bible says. And so we're in Romans chapter 3 today. We uh, just this week uh, begun a new you know journey through Romans. Uh, we're headed through the book of Romans, uh, came out of Acts, and uh, it's just been a good time getting in the Word of God. And so let's do that today. Uh, there are... I believe it's uh, 31 verses, so let's break it after. There's kind of a, a long section there in the middle of... Um, anyway, let's we'll cut it after 14. How about that? How about if you get me started, I'll read through 14, you pick it up in 15. Okay, that'll right work. That. So I'm reading the New King James. All right, I got New American Standard. New American Standard. I say unto you, Pastor Brian, read, sir. All right, um, Romans 3. Uh, then what advantage has the Jew? Or what is the benefit of circumcision? Great in every respect. First of all that they were entrusted with the oracles of God. What then? 
if some did not believe, their unbelief will not nullify the faithfulness of God, will it? May it never be. Rather, let God be found true, though every man be found a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you, were, when you are judged. But if our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God, what shall we say? The God who inflicts wrath is not unrighteous, is he? I'm speaking in human terms. May it never be, for otherwise, how will God judge the world? But if through my lie the truth of God abounded to his glory, why am I also still being judged as a sinner? And why not say, as we are all slanderously reported, and as some claim that we say, let us do evil that good may come? Their condemnation is just. What then? Are we better than they? Not at all, for we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin, as it is written, There is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together we have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they keep deceiving. The poison of asps is under their lips. Who whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Verse 15, Their feet are swift to shed blood, destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Amen. Pretty uh, pretty beefy chapter, if you will. I uh, there's a lot here going on about you know just where where does where does a Jew find himself or where does the law find it in 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 light of the New Testament believer and you know there's a lot that we could dig through in this chapter and um, there's a lot of good teaching actually that could be done out of this and um, I'm I'm actually thankful of not being as much of a teacher maybe as Mark is a teacher he's gifted in the teaching thing um, a little bit more than I am. Um, I love that this show is a devotion, that this is yeah. a what sticks out to you in the chapter. This isn't a teaching broadcast, like we're not going line by line, verse by verse. It's not It's not what this this show was designed to do. And so um, many of you who have listened for years have, have understood that. There's a lot to be grown, and there's a lot to be taught about getting into the Word on a regular basis. But this show is a daily devotion. It's supposed to jumpstart your day. And so in your devotion time, maybe something stuck out to you. And as, if, as you read the chapters along with us and things stick out, things stick out to me as well. Like I, it can get me onto a tangent. It can get me off to, you know, go look at something and go a little bit deeper into an area. And I, I like that. I like the I like the growth that comes in the devotion time of studying the Word of God. And so um, maybe, Mark, what stuck out to you as, you as you read the chapter? What jumped off the pages or, you know, what 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 prompted you to go, wow, what about that? 
Sure. Um, well, I, I might teach a little. Go ahead. I guess. <laughs> I guess. So let let me just lay a lay a foundation here of what it's talking about when it's talking about the law. Obviously, we've got the law of Moses, and so we we see that you've got the Ten Commandments and you've got the rules and the regulation that came with the Old Covenant. But as we look at this in the New Covenant, we understand that that's true. But what the law represents is what's important to the New Covenant believer, and what it represents is a performance based mindset. That means I have to try to earn my place before God. That's the that's the kind of the crux of it, and that's important important to understand, because you may not be keying in on things like the old, uh, like the Ten Commandments, but you might be keying in on, are you, are you doing enough? Are you, are you serving enough? Are you, is, have you done enough wrong that you feel like you can never come before God? That's performance-based thinking. Or maybe the other way, maybe you're so confident in how well you think you're doing that you're looking down your nose at other people. All of that is summarized in the idea of the law. It's performance-based religion. And what I think is very interesting here, Pastor Brian, is in verse 20, Paul says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in God's sight. You, if you kept the law perfectly, see, there's this, there's, I've talked about this on Morning Breath before, but I think it has to be said over and over and over because it's the thing that comes against us. It comes against us through the world system, it comes against us through our own thinking, which is the idea that I should be ashamed of what I've done wrong, and I carry guilt and shame, or... Uh, to, I need to try to overcome that, or I feel confident that I'm not guilty uh, of anything because I'm doing things really well in my own efforts. And the clarity of this statement is so important because we can get this idea, and I think a lot of the religious leaders that Jesus encountered had this idea, that they were keeping the law perfectly, and therefore they were righteous before God. But this says that no matter if you kept the law perfectly, you would still not be justified yeah. before God. That has got to throw every—that's like flipping the table over and everything goes flying. You mean no matter how well I do, it still wouldn't justify me? Yes. Yeah. Because if it could, then it would be, un, it would be unbalanced. But by, by reducing everyone to the same level, now everyone has the same access by faith in Jesus. Yeah, that's good. It's, yeah, the, the thought is that you can never do enough, but yet you could never be unworthy enough either, right? Like, yeah. you're still worthy. Like, I mean, that's such a—it's such a incredible thought. You could never do enough to be worthy, but you could never be unworthy either. Like, you can never do enough to suddenly be counted out. Right. There is an answer, whether you're at the bottom of the totem pole or at the top of the totem pole or anywhere along that pole, and that answer is always going to be Jesus. You're going to be justified by what you did with Jesus, not by what all the good you did or all the bad you did in the, in the natural of your work stuff. And so I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a profound thing that rattles cages. It, like, it, it'll mess you up if you try to get into either side of that, like, hey, it's all about grace so far that I don't have to do anything. That's a problem. When we sit back and go, well, case or Osra, God will do it. If we don't do anything, God will take care of us. On the other side, we can't work enough either. Like, you can't sit yeah. back and go, well, God's got all of it, or I got all of it. Neither of those are going to work well. Is Jesus did it, right? Yes. Jesus finished it. And so in that finished place, we then can go out of what he did for us. I'm going to do it as a love act, and I'm going to be so passionate, impassioned by love that I'm going to do things, not because I have to, but because I get to. And at the same time, that love is going to compel me towards him. It's going to bring me into relationship. And I think what we're seeing here is the need for relationship and the need for what are we going to do with Jesus? Where does Jesus fit into all this? And he's really trying to challenge the the mindset of, well, I, I'm Jewish, so what, you know, I don't need all of that, you know, or I, I followed the law, call it Jewish or not, I followed the law enough, well, now we sin and we all fall short of the glory of God. Like, yeah. we see that later in this chapter, you know, and um, I, 
I think there's personalities out there. There's there's um, maybe behavior types. I don't know what you want to call it, but um, my wife, for instance, it can can just be a beer. Like she could hang out and like my wife, given free time, given four hours, she would love to just kind of hang out for four hours. Me, given four hours, I want to go do something. I'm like, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? You know, my personality wants to go and do, right? Her personality wants to sit and be and enjoy a movie or, you know, just enjoy time and fellowship, you know? And similarly, in our walk with Christ, we could be doers, I think, and we're like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to get it right and I'm going to nail every one of the nails and I'm going to nail it. I'm going to do it, right? And other people are going to go, you know what? I'm going to enjoy a love act and I'm just going to hang out with Jesus and maybe not do as much. Well, there I think there's tension there, and that tension, and we're trying to find that. We're trying to wrestle with that and yet not be ashamed of what you don't do, right? Like, that's where we get in the wrong, I think. Well, I think the core of what you're saying, Pastor Brian, is it, that, that is a perfect example, and I'm glad you gave it, because really what it boils down to is not whether you're a doer or yeah. whether you're a beer. It boils down to what is driving it. Yeah, it's good. What is driving that? Are you driven to sit because you're resting in the finished work of Jesus, yeah. or are you giving up because you feel so ashamed you just feel like you can never get it right? Are you working to attain some level of righteousness and to overcome something in your life and to prove something, or are you running a race full of joy from a place of rest, knowing that you're simply just walking in the works that God foreordained for you to walk in? Yeah. See, it's, it's what you're focused on. You can be a doer from a place of rest in the finished work. You can be a beer. Yeah. From a place of rest in the finished work. Yeah. But you can also be both of those in the, in the law. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can, so it's all really what are you focused on? That's why in Hebrews it says, as we run this race, let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Because if your eye is fixed on him, he's made you the way, he made you a doer, Pastor Brian. He made Emily yeah. a beer. He yeah. made you, those are both, both of those things are representations of him. Um, and so we can do those things to his glory, but it really just depends on what's the heart motivation. Yeah. I like down in 27, it says, where then is the boasting? Yeah. It's excluded. Hey, there's, there, you're never going to, you're never going to be able to go, Hey, look at me, look what I did and boast in it. It says, by what kind of law or works? No, but a law of faith, actually, it combines the law piece with faith. You know, it's like, I give up, I quit, right? <laughs> and I think that's what the law was intended to do, was to give up and to quit, like yeah. to go, okay, I can't do it, right? And it's because we can't, he provided the answer so that we all can, right? Because if it's now, if the, if the, the, um, if faith is now a law, then it's like, oh, what do we do with that? Like, how, yeah. how do you, how do you manage that? Cause I don't want to be in the law, but I want to be in faith. Well, now they're combined and it's actually now here's how we do this together. It's a, it's an incredible like romance almost of like this <laughs> whole, like we need both. It's a both and and not a one or the other. And again, it is a heart issue. And I love that about Jesus. He always brings it back to the heart and you know what? Adultery isn't something that you did out there. It's actually something that you can do in your heart. Right. Yeah. And you know, thinking something it's, you know, there's so much more to be done with our thought life and with our heart and where are we at and you know, being willing even to let God crack open the intentions, the thoughts and intentions of your heart. That's what the scripture says the word of God can do is can get right down to the very innermost part of who you are. And if we'll let the word get in there, I think it will expose some areas of our life where maybe we've been a little bit worksish, been a little bit into the law, or we've looked down on people who haven't lived up to some standard that we've mm. set, you know, that we feel like is the standard, right? Well, you don't know where somebody's coming from. You don't know where they were yesterday compared to where they are today, you know? And so we have to be very careful to not just be going, that's not it. I know, I see that over there. It's a great example of Mary and Martha, you know, and in, in, in their act of worship, whether one's going to work for Jesus, one's going to sit at his feet with Jesus. And, you know, pictures of like that, that we have to be just be careful that we're not critical of what we're, what someone else is not doing. And let's work on what God is doing in us and, uh, and be in a place of going, you know what, I want to, 
I want to figure this out, God. And I think the journey is actually more than the, than, than the end, if you will. Like, there's so much to be done in the journey of navigating this and figuring this out and to be challenged by it. I, yeah. I'm up for a good challenge. Absolutely. And I, and I love the, the, point, uh, the point that he makes about the law, going back to verse 20, is he says, by the law is the knowledge of sin. Yeah. We, the law is needed. Until you come to Jesus, you need that. You know, and Paul talks about that in Galatians. He says, look, the law is the tutor that brings you to Christ. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the master, it's the teacher that takes your hand and, and walks you to school. Um, the law is what brings about the knowledge of sin. And so when you have that sin knowledge before you've come to Jesus, that's what gets you there, is that law. You've got to have that. But then we understand in verse 21, the righteousness of God is not in the law. Yeah. It's apart from the law. And I love that that's, I love the way that's worded. The right now, today, the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, and it was witnessed by the law and the prophets. This is an incredible picture. When you think about what happened on the Mount of Transfiguration, you go back to the Gospels and you see that story. Jesus goes up this mountain, they take Peter, James, and John with him, and he's there and he's transfigured before their sight. It's an incredible thing. We can't even imagine what it looked like, but it says that he's standing there with Elijah and Moses, (laughs) and the voice of the Father comes and he says, so we've got the law and the prophets, the law is Moses, Elijah is the prophets, and you've got Jesus standing there. And the Father says, this is my beloved Son, hear him. Mm-hmm. It, it excludes those, and he says, hear him. And so now this has been changed. The righteousness of God is not in the law and the prophets. It is witnessed by the law and the prophets as they stand there and agree with the Father, yeah, hear the Son, he is the righteousness of God, and we, at- we attain that righteousness through faith alone, and it says it's to all and on all who believe. And I love that that's one sentence. There's no difference for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. A lot of times we stop right there. Yeah. Well, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God, and we put a period. There's not a period. And because there's a comma, and it says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That's an incredible picture that the law is the, produces knowledge of sin, but the law, the righteousness of God is apart from the law. It's in Christ Jesus. And so the idea behind that we can be the righteousness of God, the righteousness that we wish we could obtain, the righteousness that shame tries to tell us we don't have, the righteousness that we pursue by trying to work harder, it's just a free gift. Yeah. It's just, and, and, and having the law to show us that is really what the value of the law is. So I... I think a, a question that maybe somebody's sitting out there today or driving or you're listening to this on a podcast somewhere and you're going, how does that help me today? Like, what do I do with that? How does that change my behavior today? How do I, how do I live differently knowing that I don't have to live up to a standard, a law standard that that doesn't make me right before God? Mm. So does that mean I throw away all the standards? Do I just not, not even try because they're all garbage anyway? Or what, what do I do? Like, how do I do that today? Like, what area of my life can I apply this to today and I can walk this out? And I would say to you, the things that you feel guilty about that you've fallen short in, I think it's more about that than it is the things, right? It's more it's more about how you feel about when you fall short or how you feel God feels about you even because you didn't do or because you didn't you you didn't accomplish enough or you didn't get enough done today for your boss or for your friend or for your spouse or for your kid, and you feel like you're just not worthy anymore and you just didn't do well and you before long you start getting very introspective over there and that's shame that's not god's best that is a weight a heavy weight that the enemy would love to put on you because you didn't live up to something you know what god's well pleased in you 
Yes. And he did it. Be, he's pleased because of what his son did for you and because of a relationship that you have with him. That's what pleases him. And you know what? Should we try to be better at all these areas? Of course we should. But let's do it as an act of love today and go, you know what, God, I love you. And so I'm going to be used of you. I'm going to say, send me whatever area that is in my life, send me into that area and I'll go. And if that looks like being a better father today, I'm in. Thanks for helping me do it, God, because I need your help. I'm never going to be good enough at that. Help me to be a good husband today. And that that shame piece, I think, honestly, for me, is the biggest place where I think we can feel the weight of this law still in our life today, is that you didn't add up on some level, and the devil would love to point his finger at you and go, look at what you didn't do, instead of God going, man, I'm proud of you. Come on, let's do it better. We got a, we got a future together. Let's do this together. I don't know. Any thoughts on that? What do we do with this today? I think, to... I think that's a great question, and I would say there's a couple of ways to answer it. You answered it well, but I would say also the place maybe to start is to ask yourself why. Yeah. All right, why so— you, Like, why do you feel that yeah, way? Yeah, like you said, because you said it's, it's really—it's not about the falling short. It's about what you, how you feel about it. Yeah. And, and and what you respond. So I, if if you are feeling guilty and depressed and, and ashamed, ask yourself why. If you are working really hard and you and you're going, you've 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 served at ten different you know projects and you're on your way to the so it's number eleven. Ask yourself why. What is the why behind how you feel and what is the why but that's motivating you to do what you're doing or to not do what you're not doing? Because that is going to really answer it. And be honest with yourself and let the Holy Spirit lead you in that. Because if you can answer the why and say, I'm sitting here and I'm staying, go back to the be and the do, I'm being because I feel ashamed. I feel too ashamed to do. I'm doing because I'm trying to work off something and prove that, I, that I'm justified and prove that I've earned it. If the why is either one of those two things, then that's the then you've got the answer as to why it's wrong. Yeah. Right? Change the why. Your why you should be being is to rest in the finished work of Jesus. And why you should be doing is because he is he has motivated you through joy. But if the why question comes down to shame or law, then that's, I think, a, a practical place that you could ask yourself that right now. It may, yeah. It's a little deep for me to be asking myself that question on the way to work. That's okay. Let the Holy Spirit work it out in you, because that answer to that why question is really going to tell you where you are and give you the direction that you need to go. Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, it it brings it so much more back to not just changing behaviors, like yes. because you weren't, you know, you weren't a good enough dad today, or you weren't a good enough mom today, or you didn't do, you know, whatever whatever the things are you didn't do and you didn't add up to. You know, those are behaviors, and God's always been invested in your heart more than your behavior. If He can get your heart, He can take care of the behavior. You know, you say, you know what, I'm not giving enough, I'm not doing enough, I'm not resting enough. And I could find myself there. I, I, I like my job. I like to work, and many people do. And so you find yourself doing too much, and you're working, and you're always saying yes to things. You may need to say no and do the no out of going, you know what, I need to rest, and it'd be okay. Like, you got to take a break and go, it's okay to rest. It's okay to breathe. It's okay to air out a little bit, you know? And um, in that place, let the heart change, change the behavior instead of just always modifying behavior after behavior after behavior. And I think that's what the law, that's where the law was always heavy. It was always behavior, behavior, behavior. The behaviors will change when the heart changes. And so if you're feeling bad or you're you're carrying the weight or you're, um, you're just burdened, call it burdened, you feel depressed, you feel anxious, you feel uneasy about things, maybe that feeling is coming from a, from, you know, a lie that you've believed 
And because you believe that lie, you start to behave off of that lie. Let's change the belief system about it. Let's change how God feels about you. Let's change how others even feel about you. Ask the question, maybe, who's telling you that? Like, Mm. who's lying to you about that? Like, you might be believing something that is totally not even what somebody else thinks about you. You know, like, you might think somebody thinks something about you, and you're behaving based on that. You know what? Let's change that. Let's not be so motivated by law and behavior, and let's be motivated by attitudes of the heart, intentions of the heart. Ask yourself some maybe harder questions about what are the intentions here? What's going on in my heart? And what is that producing on the outside? And that will produce righteousness on the outside when the heart's in a better place. We're going to get to a break and we'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. All right, just in closing today, I had one more thought I want to leave you with is, uh, 
You know, the very beginning of this chapter says, you know, what's the advantage of the Jew or the benefit of circumcision? And it says great in every respect. And um, I believe that. I believe that's actually not just speaking to the Jew, but I think that's believer to any believer today is there is great benefit in in who we are in Christ. And um, the good news is whether you're male, you're female, you're young, you're old, you're anywhere in between, you're, you're Jew, you're Greek, you're Gentile, you're whatever labels that might be put on us today, the blood of Jesus is enough. And um, because yeah. the blood of Jesus was shed for you and for me, all of those labels are meaningless yes. compared to the knowledge of what Jesus did for us. And so all of those labels that can get put on you, it could be, you know, titles of, again, father, mother, brother, sister, any title, all of those titles are going to come under the name of Jesus and come under the blood of Jesus. And that blood is what makes us worthy, what makes us enough to then go and to be who God's called us to be. And so if you think there's a limitation today, there may be some limitations in the natural that people are putting out there today, but you know what? The blood of Jesus eliminates that for your future and for your hope. You get a new name, you get a new future. I'm, I'm stoked that my future is not tied to what I could do today or yesterday, but it's tied to what the blood of Jesus did for me yes. and did for you, Mark, and did for you, Nick. And so, so we want to say uh, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon, and we'll, uh, we'll see you again here at Morning Breath. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Praise God. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.